This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live. One of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. It's going pretty well, Benjamin. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I don't know. I don't like it when the sun doesn't come out Agreed. all day. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a dumb, a dumb kind of day. Yeah, I'm having a slow day, but we get to talk sports on the radio, so we didn't have out of the day. No, it's a fantastic day because Packers Love Sports Show is here. What is on the docket? For today's show, John. We're definitely going to talk some pro basketball with the first 10th or 8th or so uh, of the season being underway. We're going to talk NFL and some Carolina Panthers, of course. We're going to preview on men's and women's basketball for NC State as well as Mm -hmm. Florida State for our football team tomorrow. we got volleyball, wrestling, men's and women's soccer, swimming and diving, rifle, and we're starting it off with cross country. Fantastic. And we'll kick that off talking about the cross country. We had the ACC championships uh, last week, and the women won the ACC championship for the third straight season, and the men finished third for the second consecutive season. However, it is for the 28 out of the last 30 ACC tournaments, the men have finished in the top three. So just because they they haven't been winning it recently like the women have, but they've still been consistently great every single year at the ACC tournament. Yeah, I mean, you don't judge teams or a program's success based on, like, you know, just titles. It's just also, titles. like, wins and just competing. But the women actually edged Notre Dame by one point to get that ACC championship. Pretty clutch, if you ask me. We had three runners finish in the top ten. All-American Ellie Hines, she was our top finisher for the third meet in a row, mm-hmm. finishing second place with a 20 minutes and 16 seconds time, moving up from third over the course of the last 1,000 meters of the race. That was the one point that got us the ACC championship. Wow. going Like over the th- last 1,000 meters, so a pretty clutch, clutch finish there from Ellie oh, yeah. Hennes. Uh, Dominique Clermonti, she finished eighth with a mark of 20 minutes, 40 seconds, 24 seconds behind Ellie Hennes. Nell Crosby crossed the finish line just seconds later. She finished to 20 minutes, 44 seconds to place 10th. Nevada Moreno, she was NC State's fourth finisher. She placed 22nd in with a 21.02, her best 6K time of the season. And Savannah Shaw posted a season and personal best time of 21 minutes, 5 seconds, finishing 25th. So five in the top 25 mm-hmm. for the Wolfpack women. That's good enough to win them that ACC championship. For the men, we had our top four runners all finished within 20 seconds of each other. Ian Shanklin crossed the finish line first for us, and he had seventh place with a personal best of 23 minutes, 51.4 seconds. Edwin Rudo uh, placed 14th with a personal record of 24.03, over 40 seconds faster than his previous uh, personal record. Wow. Elijah Moscovich and Gavin Gaynor placed 17th and 18th, respectively, with times within a second of 24 minutes and 10 seconds, and both setting their personal best 
for the 8K. Joe Bistritz rounded out the top five for the pack as he placed 29th with a time of 24.25.8. The Wolfpack's postseason will keep going. Up next is the NCAA Southeast Regional Championships. Those are set for November 9th, my dad's birthday, in Rock Hill, South Carolina. The top two teams from the region earn an automatic bid, of course, so a lot at stake to get to the national championships in Madison, Wisconsin. Those will take place a little more than a week later on November 17th, so look for the pack to compete at the Southeast Regional, hopefully get to the national championships. Yeah, we're going to be doing a show on your dad's birthday. Yeah. That's going to be pretty cool. We'll have to we'll have to do something special there. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to Rifle, we did win our first two matches of the season, but we had our first loss against number 16 in the country, Memphis, by a score of 4,646 uh, 4, to 4,630, so only 16 points, and that was at Memphis. We charted a team score of 2299 in the small bore competition and a 2331 in the air rifle event. That was our aggregate total. Memphis uh, outscored us 2302 in the small bore and 2344 in air rifle to log their final score. Memphis's first win of the year and definitely our worst shooting performance mm -hmm. of the year. So not very representative of the, the talent on this team and the competition level of this team. Yeah, the NC State teams, as you'll see a theme throughout the show, tend to play way, way better at home. And like that's most teams, but I feel like that's more so um, with us, especially with like the volleyball, the soccer team. And, you know, we'll see this season as we're going to talk about with the men's basketball team. So our next game. Our next match was versus number 12, Ole Miss, and that was also a losing effort, uh, 460, uh, 4,664, and we lost 4,628. So we lost by, like, uh, 36 points. There you go. Right there. Yeah. Did you have that figured out before I, I did, said? yeah. Ah, uh, sure you did. Sure I, you yes, did. Yes, I did. We had a career. Is my strong point. <laughs> we had a career uh, showing from Emily Fisher, a uh, freshman, and she <laughs> had a career day in the losing effort. Yeah, she led the pack with a score of 587 in the air, 571 in small bore. Got a total score of 1158, which is a very good score. Earned a team score of 2286 in small bore, 2342 in air rifle uh, to put us 36 points behind Ole Miss. Yeah. Who, yeah, like we said, final score, 4664 the seventh highest in their program's history. So. Yeah, so a really good day for them and not as good a day for us. Going to combine the loss. We're now 2-2 two and two on the year in rifle and 1-2 and two in the Greater America Rifle Conference. And the Rebels are 3-3 three and 3-2 three and three and in conference matches. Up next for rifle, we're going to return to action on November 9th, and we are going to travel to Lexington, Kentucky, and we will play Kentucky. Yeah. Which I'm going to stereotype a little bit here by saying I think Kentucky is pretty good at rifle. Yeah, would not be surprised. Uh, Kentucky and Army, it's a three-team meet. Yeah, Ooh. shooters. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Country see. shooters and Army shooters. Country. <laughs> Country. Anyway, Country. Uh, moving on to a sport that John's a little more familiar with, swimming oh, yeah. and diving. Ryan Held, an alumni whom you all are very familiar with, mm -hmm. was named to the United States national team for the FINA Swimming World Championships which is going to be in 
this December, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The you, best thing about these Olympic sports is that if uh, pe- fans who really like follow and care about the sports know that there's world championships mm-hmm. every year. So every like athlete has a chance to make the national team every year. Ryan Held solidifying his position. He's going to be doing the same event that he did mm-hmm. in uh, in Rio, the four by one. Uh, where he won gold, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, look for him to represent in December now, for some, the United States. Now, something since you were out last week, I talked about on the show was the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which we I had talked about a little bit, but we hadn't finalized who was selected. So the way mm-hmm. this works, based on what I read, is it's more like an all-star game. Exactly. It's where each conference is picking their swimmers that are going to represent them and then picking the coach. Of course, Braden Holloway, the uh, last four ACC Coach of the Year awards have gone to him in five of the last six. So he's going to re- coach the men for the team. But we had 12 swimmers and divers selected to represent the ACC against the Big Ten. Yeah, some familiar names. Andreas Vazias, Coleman Stewart, Justin Rest, Jacob Molesic, and Giovanni Izzo. They were our male swimmers selected. James Brady also selected as a diver. For the women, Elise Hahn, Kylie Perry, Julia Poole, Tamila Holub, and freshman Emma Muzzy will represent the women swimmers. Madeline Klein selected from the dive team. So six and six, five and one swimmers to divers. Very good representation for the pack. I mean, we are the class of the ACC. And by the way, um, last year, you know, the men's were in the top five all year, and the women's were a little <laughs> bit outside that for a lot of the year and then finished 18th. But right now, both the men's and the women's is ranked number four in the country. Oh, yeah. Going into this ACC Big Ten Challenge. And I don't think this will really affect the rankings as much unless it's more of a mathematical thing because obviously swimmers will get times in these events. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that will affect the rankings unless you do these times in an event that's representing your school per se, like NC State versus Duke. Yeah. Those times probably will affect your ranking, but I don't know if you're representing in like a unique meet the, like this. The individual times can have an effect on the ranking, but I doubt that anything's going to change, you know, mm-hmm. in just like uh one week, two weeks difference in this meet. So, but you know, still fun ACC Big 10 challenge. They do it in most of the sports mm-hmm. uh that we have at NC State, not football. I kind of wish they do it in football. I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh I don't I don't I don't want to have done that this year in football. Why not? Big 10's actually pretty weak. I'd take Penn State. I think we could beat them. I mean, App State almost did. Yeah. Didn't App State get in the top 25? They did. They got ranked, and then during that week, their quarterback got hurt at practice, and then they got beaten the next game. Wow. It's a shame, you know? It is a shame. Yeah, first time ever. But Wait, really? Yeah, it was the first time App State had ever been ranked. I I find that hard to believe. No, it's it really is. They've made and a the name AP for themselves pool. beating ranked teams at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's exactly. what they do, and they've never gotten in the top twenty-five. I am very, very, very surprised. Anyway, that's we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with football. Um, <laughs> note about oh, not a note, quite a bit actually. I'm a little ahead of myself here. Next sport we have for you guys is the men's soccer, and we actually did have a pretty big thing go on during the week. We had the oh, ACC yeah. tournament, and because we had a good, uh, good season, we got a good seed. And a bad team hosted at Dale Soccer Field. Mm-hmm. And we came away with a 3-1 to win over the Boston College Eagles, who are now like 4-8, and eight, and their season is probably done. Yes. The victory marked our first postseason win since 2011, so seven years, and our mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. season of nine or more wins since 2012 puts us at a 2-0 and all-time against Boston College in ACC tournament matches. We remain unbeaten at home at Dale Soccer Field mm-hmm. with a 7-0-3 record. 
Yeah, we outshot Boston College 14-7 to in the win, and there was a combined 45 fouls, eight yellow cards in this match. So a very wow. physical contest, which the fans always love. It's always fun to see the card come out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of the most team. exciting things. Like I just remember playing FIFA as a kid, and you get the referee like uh, thing, and then you're like, oh, no, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, it's a red card. <laughs> like, I played, I think, I didn't play FIFA as much as I played, like, a, a similar game on a tablet, we on always, my dad's tablet. We always played FIFA World Cup, like the one on the Wii, where you'd swing the remote to shoot. Makes no sense. I've never actually heard of that. Oh, that is the. I oh, wasn't man. aware that they had that for the Wii. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. FIFA World Cup 2010. If we, you, you get can me play some it. double A batteries, we can play with the Wii at my place. I, got I have you, the bro. Wii and like six controllers with really? nunchucks. Yeah, it's all David stuff. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, I just never take it out because it's That's like hype. so it's so many batteries. That's so hype, dude. Oh and my goodness. <laughs> we are really off track. That's okay though. So what happened uh with the game was we opened the scoring in the tenth minute off of a set piece, and when we have a set piece, we have to have Brad Sweeney do it because oh, no he doubt. scored four goals off of set pieces this year, including the game winner the other night or game tying goal the other night. So he was no different here. He was clutch in the tenth minute. Yeah, BC did tie up the score in the second half in the 62nd minute, but we retook the lead nine minutes later on a goal from David Laura, assisted by Pepe Garcia and Gabriel Machado on a fast-break counterattack, and we put the game away in the 88th as Laura had a fantastic to midfield pass to Sweeney, who dribbled to the box, dropped a pass to freshman Alex Batista, who scored his first career goal just 20 seconds after entering the game, which is pretty cool if you ask me, doing it in the ACC tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he definitely was put in for defense. We were mm -hmm. up 2-1 to one with two minutes to go. Put in for defense. Yeah, and then, for sure. Wow. And then we get the counterattack because Boston College, I saw the play, like they had every, they had to have everybody up. It was yeah. everybody up. So once Loera got possession and just kicked it to midfield and Sweeney was able to get to it, and then when the defense converged on him at the top of the box, just dropped it off to Batista, who Very nice. had like a four-step setup. Just He had all the time he wanted to just blast it past the keeper. So great way to put the game away. Yeah. That was all the good news. <laughs> yeah. So we beat Boston College, which earns us the privilege of playing number one in the country, Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. Again, in Wake Forest. If this was at home, I would feel so good about this. Yeah. I would almost assure us a victory. And it would be another historical win at home for <laughs> NC State soccer. We went there on the road undefeated earlier this year and lost three to nothing. Yeah. So I don't feel very good. I mean, it's okay though. We do have experience beating number one teams. We have Manny teams. Perez this time. We though. have Manny Perez this time. We have experience beating number one teams. Like I mean, we did beat UNC. It is a rivalry game. It was at home, but I mean, we definitely have the potential to beat Wake Forest. Oh, for sure, for sure. We yeah. have the talent. We got to get a couple bounces, mm -hmm. and we got to strike early. That's what I think. I don't think we can come back from even a one nothing deficit. No, Wake Forest, um, they scored a, a much greater clip than even UNC did. They are, yeah. I don't even know. Like, we were just a little bit lucky as far as on paper that UNC was ranked number one against us because, like, Wake Forest has been the class of the country in soccer the entire mm -hmm. year. That was the fluke that UNC yeah. was ranked number one there. I don't doubt that we will make the, the championship, though, like the tournament. Yeah, no, we will. So, yeah. There is absolutely no way. Like, there's yeah. no way they can keep us out of it. Yeah, so don't worry. Nine Not wins, our last man. game of the season if we lose. So we. Nine wins. So here's what Good. we can say. We had our football team got nine wins this year. Yes. If yeah. we don't win any more games. Yeah, that's right. Football goes five and seven. Football... Goes nine and three and two, I think. Yeah, yeah something like that. Two. We're not going to go five and seven, John. 
I don't know, man. We're not going to go five. I don't know, man. We're getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. A note about the women's soccer season. Uh, Zyar King and Ricky Walkling were named to the All-ACC second team, a travesty, because Zyar King is the best player, like, ever, and she had to have been on the first team. Get it right, ACC. Ben is fangirling really hard right now. I am, because she's (laughs) awesome, and she's clutch, and she just scores when we need goals, and she's just... Very true. When you watch them play... It's like she's a different level of athlete on the field. It's mm-hmm. like watching like LeBron James play college basketball. I might be exaggerating a little bit. But she was third in the ACC in points and goals. Oh, yeah. And still only got second team. So I'm, we're going to have to send an well, appeal or something. Well, that means that she was probably the third striker. Probably. Which oh, well. means they put two strikers on each team. So do it put by position doesn't mean she's not you know top three in the conference. But Yeah, I'm also disappointed that Sydney Wooten didn't get anything. For all ACC. Yeah, really. She's had an, a terrific season. Yeah. A lot of saves. A fantastic year. So, mm-hmm. and the ACC snubbing us, John, in the women's soccer front. Yeah, they hate us. Anyway, moving on to another sport. A couple notes about wrestling. So, if you're headed to the football game tomorrow, you might want to stop on by to the indoor practice facility for the wrestle-offs, where it's just team scrimmaging, teams, our team wrestling each other. 1245, indoor practice facility. It is free, free admission. Mm-hmm. You just come to the game early, and and you get to watch our wrestling team, which is pretty dang good. Number if, eight in the polls, preseason polls. If you haven't been to the indoor practice facility, it's pretty sweet. So you could even, even if you're not interested in wrestling, just go check it out. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. It's open, yeah. Freshman year, me and uh, some of my buddies like played five-on-five five there just instead of tailgating. Wait, so you can play football in there? Yeah, when it's open. It's oh. a field, bro. It's open. I didn't know they let people play football in there. I mean, there's nobody in there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It's, like, open. I mean, they got cameras, but, you know, they don't care if you play football. It's pretty sweet because playing on an actual field, you can, like, see how far you can actually throw it, you know. Or kick it. Or kick it. I can't, yeah, I can't even kick a 20-yard field goal. I can make an extra point. My, in high school, my mom was like, you can try out for the football team only as a kicker. After my whole life saying I wasn't allowed to play football. So yeah. I went in my backyard, and there's a bunch of pine trees there, and I just... Uh, for a couple hours a day for like a few weeks, practice kicking the football nice. through the pine trees, which were narrower than uprights. And I even like took some scrap metal in my yard. There's a lot of junk in my yard. <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, like the is. pro is you can just find a lot of stuff. And I like bent some metal to make like a tee to hold the football. Nice. And like sometimes the horses would block. We will it, have so to fine. test this story of Benjamin. No, I can. I guarantee you. I, I can, believe you. I, I just haven't seen point. it. I believe you. I just haven't seen it. I'm saying I couldn't do anything do farther sometime. than like thirty yards because there was trees behind me and tree roots, so it was hard to like. Anyway, I can kick an extra point. I'm, no, I, I. I'm saying I believe you. I'm just saying I would like to see it. Okay. All right. We'll. we'll we will see. Yeah. We'll. We'll get this done at some point. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Not as good. We, um, we're moving on to volleyball. We've lost five straight games, and we had a four-game road trip, and we've lost all four of those games. So mm. not having as great a season in volleyball as we had last year. We're 10-12 and 12 on the year. After a couple of losses, we lost to Clemson 3-1, to one, and then we lost to Georgia Tech 3-0. to nothing. The good news is we play way better at home, and we're playing at home this weekend for a weekend series versus Wake Forest, that's tonight at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then Duke at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, so come out, support uh, women's volleyball. Hopefully they can, you know, turn their season around, get some momentum going mm-hmm. into the ACC tournament before trying to qualify for the postseason. Yeah, I think we might have to win, at least win a bunch of games in the tournament. Yeah, if not win the whole tournament. 
Because if uh, we're ten, we're ten and twelve right now. So not really looking like we would be an NCAA tournament at the moment, tournament team at the moment. But anything can happen. And 1983 is an example of that. Exactly. Um, yes, 1983. At my job, I saw uh, photos of the 1983 uh, intramurals championship team. Really. Yeah, it was pretty high. It was in, it was actually all the dudes it was like all formal and they were all in like dressed up and like standing like hands in front of them. Dang. The eighties, man, they were crazy. Man. I wish I wish they still did that. Really? Pretty sweet. Yeah. Like it had a tr like a a trophy like you know, presentation you get, and stuff like um, that. Um you do get trophies you for get shirts. No, I think you get I nah, think there's a little trophy presentation. Is it really? Yeah, because I, I work there in marketing and we go take pictures of that stuff. Oh, like, cool. Like the ping pong and the badminton. Well, we're going to win it in spring, so. We are. Oh, I found out my buddy Greg plays basketball. Oh, yeah? Like one of my friends in the improv club, you would not like pick him as someone who plays basketball. Yeah. He was like, yeah, no one thinks I can play basketball, but I played a lot in my neighborhood. That's okay. Nobody thinks I can ball because I have red hair. Let me, wait. No, there's the one guy on the Celtics, man, with red hair. What's his if name? If you can't name him, then I'm not going to take you seriously. I know who he is. He's the Irish guy. I Bri can't. He's not Irish. What? Brian Scalabrini. That's not. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, that's not Irish. <laughs> we know. You know who I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you knew Matt who Bonner I was too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Divincenzo's yeah. a redhead. Yeah. Wait, wait. Wait. Who did Divincenzo get to? I forgot. He's on the Bucks, bro. On the Bucks. He's balling out too. I saw him get crossed up in the uh, one of the top plays the other oh, night. That's okay. Oh, he got crossed up by Kemba. Good that's what it was. Good defenders get crossed <laughs> up. Good defenders get crossed up. I mean, everyone gets crossed by is. Kemba. He's having an insane oh, year. Absolutely. And yeah. we're going to talk about that after a little bit. Because right now we're going to take a song break. And mm -hmm. I, you know what? You guys are always giving me flack for my music taste. But I have something that's good. Who's been giving you flack? Like literally everyone. No. Really? No. I've been giving you flack. No, my mom will call me after the show and then she'll be like, you let John pick the song this week. Here's didn't the thing: you? if you have the same music taste as your mom, then you're doing something wrong. Okay, your fair mom enough. should hate your music. My mom listens to. <laughs> I love I'm my kidding. mom, but she listens to classical music, and I don't. I don't like listening to classical music. Yeah, but she listens to 89.7 or whatever. I love talking about music with my mom because she'll show me a pop song from two months ago and be like, "Have you heard this song?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I like it. I just heard it 40 times." Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you, I found this new artist named Jeffrey East. So he's not mainstream. The That's opposite of Kanye be. West. He's not mainstream, and he's oh from the East. Oh, my gosh. That is actually that's a quality joke. I'm Thanks, not, not going to take that from you. But this is uh, Still Crazy by Jeffrey East. Still Crazy by Jeffrey East. This is the Packers Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton and John Hinton back here with us to talk about some NC State football, which, last of course, we have a game. Yeah, we did tomorrow. have a game last week. Yeah. Would you like to talk about the Syracuse game? Not particularly. But, like, that's this. we have to give the people what they want, John. I do have a couple things to say about the Syracuse game. I thought that – I just thought our defense looked – they looked depleted mm -hmm. by the draft, you know, and that's – that's just an excuse. I mean, it, it is. It's an excuse. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like we had any sort of presence on the pass rush, on the run stop. And it, it took its toll on our secondary. Yeah. Because we have a solid secondary. And, I mean, Jermaine Pratt is 
easily our best defensive player. Yes. It feels like he's the only defensive player on the field sometimes. When you said presence, that made me realize. I was like, there was only one player that I felt a presence. Jermaine Pratt. Jermaine Pratt. Exactly. It, sometimes you feel like he's the only player on the field. You feel like he's the guy in pass coverage. He's the guy rushing the pass. And he's the guy mm-hmm. playing middle linebacker. It's It's hard because we lost... Again, we lost our entire front seven pretty mm-hmm. much. Well, we've been playing all year, and we were undefeated with yes. having lost that. What yes. happened here is an unfortunate series of Syracuse events. Syracuse is underrated. They're ranked now. And we'll give them that. They're ranked. They almost beat Clemson. They played them better than we One did. One of their losses is to Clemson, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot what the other loss is. So this is, like, I think going into the game, people saw the name Syracuse, and it was like, we should get this win. I yeah. felt like we should have had the win. And we sh- like that's a team we could have and should have beaten. But we didn't. Yeah. But I'm really grateful that on two consecutive weeks, national voters have looked at this team and thought, this is a top 25 team. And NC State fans have not looked at us and thought that. So we're still in the rankings after two straight losses yeah. on the road to ranked teams. So there are positives out of this. State fans are so classic. And that, Wasn't it you like 15 minutes ago? We're gonna go uh, five and seven. Yeah, but no, state fans are so classic because all I heard before the game, before the Clemson game, mm-hmm. which was the first of our losses, was how we were gonna beat. We were gonna beat Clemson. We were gonna I, I run the table with them. You said it too. I just said Finley I for we Heisman. Win. Yeah. And now after this week, everybody wants to burn the stadium down. Yeah. We're still five and two. Yeah, exactly. We're still 5-2. and two. If you told me at the start of the season to go through the schedule and pick out, I probably would have picked these two as our only losses all season. Yeah, we might have had a, a West Virginia loss, although West Virginia that, has That lost. is true. That is true. West Virginia is a We're not going to ever know what, what would have happened that weekend. But honestly, I feel like these have the potential to be our only two losses. I still think we can go 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. I think if you give this team the front seven of last year, we are undefeated, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe not obviously because Clemson's still you know wrecked. Clemson us, is still Clemson. Clemson yeah. is still Clemson. But I think we're undefeated if you give us the front seven from last year, and I think we're competing for a national championship. Sometimes it's hard to get the timing right with your classes, with your recruits, mm-hmm. how you bring a quarterback up to speed because – it was the same kind of thing in a different direction when we had Mike Glennon, you know? Yeah. Like, O'Brien wanted to get Glennon in the system so that Glennon wouldn't be experiencing his first year when the rest of the team is experienced and Russell's gone. That's why he he picked Glennon over Russell that year. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really interesting to see, like... um how different the team is from last year. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, Kelvin Harmon, I think, is the best player on the team. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Finley's an incredible quarterback, mm-hmm. but Harmon— Do so you think Harmon is the best player now and also has the best NFL future? I think it's both, absolutely, both? yeah. I think um, Jermaine Pratt and Kelvin Harmon are two guys that I would want my team drafting regardless of position need. Mm-hmm. Like if they're best there, if they're there, exactly best player available. If you're if they're there, you Harman's take not going to be when the Panthers pick. He's he's not he's not. But Calvin Harmon is possibly the best receiver in this draft. Yeah, not he I've won't be too. he won't be drafted first. He will likely have the best career. 
And I, I think we should, instead of like, you know, hyping up the games beforehand and then freaking out when we lose, state fans need to appreciate what we have, appreciate the wins we do get, because Dave Doran has completely turned this program around, like him or not, regardless of how many games we lose this year. Let's face it. If we were as good as Alabama, I think our fan base would be very near identical oh, to Alabama's There is fan base. no doubt. There is no doubt whatsoever. To be fair, though, Alabama and Patriot fans are the same, and they're in just Alabama two fans, completely separate sections of Patriots the country. Patriots fans, UNC basketball fans, and, UNC basketball War- and fans Warriors are a little fans. Bit a little bit different. Yeah, and Warriors fans. They're all in that group, you know? Well, if- Warriors fans were Seahawks fans a couple years ago. That is true, and now they're... Eh, are they Patriots? I don't fans? care as much about football now. No, as now they're serious. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where are the Seahawks fans now that the the Seahawks? Are doing All right. So well, what about this week? But... What about Florida State? Four and four on the year. Yeah, they they struggled, but they they've actually surprised me. They got a brutal final four games. I think they have us, uh, Boston College, Clemson, and Florida. That's their they... final four games. Oh yeah, they already lost to Miami. Yeah, they have to. Time. They have to win two. To get to become bowl eligible, I mm. think they're definitely going to see NC State and Boston College as their top two chances to win. So, I mean, they're definitely going to bring their A game. You know, we can't overlook them. If this at was all. on the road, I would feel less comfortable because this is in Carter Finley. I agree. Because this is in Carter Finley, I am very comfortable in saying that I think that this is a game we're going to win. I agree. And I think, uh, I think that. I'm sorry, I just completely lost my train of thought. No, no worries, no I'm worries. Sorry. Well, the game on Saturday is at three yeah. thirty. I have still yet to make up my mind whether I will go. It's a matter of just um, how much homework I can get done. Yeah, because I'm trying not to get behind like I did um, the last yeah last couple weeks. I know what I was going to say. It's homecoming. You know, the fans they're is it uh, they're going to be excited. Without the parade, it technically oh. isn't, but you know, I, I don't go to the, the weather. parade anyway. A lot of people don't go to the parade and still go to the game, but. Yeah, the the parade did get canceled because the buses were in service today, and I was told that when is a homecoming the, parade normally? Normally, it's today. It's today. Okay, yeah. see that makes sense. Normally, it's today. See, I was homeschooled, so I don't know this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know if they rescheduled it, dude. Tomorrow, sunny and sixty-two degrees. Ooh, that's perfect for football. Can you design better football weather than that? You know, honestly, I don't think it's possible to have better weather than that. The only thing will be the when only the thing sun better goes is down, sixteen and degrees be... and snowy. No, that's terrible. That's amazing. That's cool to watch on TV. It's so amazing. It's cool to watch on TV. Have you never been to a snow football game? No, no I haven't either. I'm just don't, playing. Don't really want to go to one. <laughs> I like being on the couch drinking hot chocolate and yelling at the oh, TV. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate is amazing. I let me let me just. Are you talk about to hate? Because if you're gonna hate on hot chocolate, I'm not hating on hot chocolate. Okay, there I'm we go. I'm hating on hot beverages in general. Okay, I can I can I get behind this. Yeah, you mess with the vision. I don't I don't like hot beverages. I think coffee is, it hot coffee leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I will nine point five times out of ten always take cold coffee. Hmm. I would rather have cold chocolate than hot chocolate. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I did that as a as a kid. You Eat just put the Nesquik in just, there. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, just put it in the fridge for a little it, bit. It's called chocolate milk. No, Yo, not really. Growing up, we always did. Uh, it's we always chocolate did, milk latte. We did chocolate. We did a hot chocolate with milk, not water. Really? Yeah, it's oh, amazing. It's so good. 
It is amazing. It's so good. It tastes like a chocolate. Latte. I can get behind the not liking hot beverages. I am personally not a coffee drinker. I like the smell. Don't like the taste. Mm. I would like the caffeine because I I like caffeine. It would I like yes. me some caffeine. Yeah. But um, Ben's a big cheer wine drinker. Yes. Well, who isn't? Because it's it's well, amazing. I mean, I I love cheer wine, but I I I don't think I've had one outside of you giving me one when I come over. I don't think I've had one in the past like four months. Yeah, you need to, you need to change that. Yeah, dude, wine I is, need to destroy my teeth. Well, that's just a byproduct. That's true. If you want to experience my get, teeth, got will, will die. To make anyway. an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. Okay. If you want to enjoy yeah. life, you got to drink cheer wine. All you right. Got, you got to rot your teeth. I'm not. I'm not affiliated with cheer wine. This is not <laughs> ad. Like I just love the soda. It's amazing. actually. I found some Pepsi cans today that I I did buy. Because they had the old Pepsi logo on it and the old Panthers logo on it. And I thought I, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love the old Pepsi logo. Yeah. I love it. But I it, do not like Pepsi, but I love the old logo. Yeah. Do not like the old Panthers logo. The new one is so much oh, better. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but I understand. It reminded me, you know, just of a time when I was nostalgia, a kid. Just, yeah, yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, Jake Brian St. Pierre, oh, yeah. Jimmy Clausen, the good old days of the old Panthers. Jake Jalome throwing five Jake interceptions Jalome. in the NFC Championship Bro, what game. what is bringing this on? Jake took us to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and lost. So did Cam. Yeah, but like Cam's the greatest. Wow. No, I'm not here for this. You let's talk about this. You will not slander Jake DeLome. Dude, it was uh and it's the the game. Jake DeLome versus had, the Cardinals. Yeah, he had a pour into his career. He had one bad game. He had he quite had, a few bad games. He had quite a few good games. Going into the, the bad season, it was to, we thought NFC Matt Moore was gonna be our salvation. Yeah. After winning like the last three games. Of that year. Beating the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. And then we, Matt Moore was, was not good. And then we put Jimmy Clausen. And then he was either injured or he was not good, which he wasn't yeah. good. And then for our game, we had Brian St. Pierre, who was Nick Mullins oh, before I know. I know. Nick Mullins. Yeah, you know except I, he threw back-to-back pick sixes. Yeah. But I've, what I'm saying about, about Jake is that he was our first, like, real franchise quarterback. Like, Kerry Collins was, you know, Kerry Collins was, like, our first quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like he didn't mean the same amount to the franchise that uh, that Jake DeLome did. I see what you're saying, and also I wasn't yeah. really following the Panthers because I didn't know they existed until yeah. like 2009. Jake actually got us closer to winning a Super Bowl than Cam did. John Casey. John man. Casey kicks it out of bounds. Yeah, but John Casey's arguably one of the greatest Panthers we've ever had. Yeah, good news about the John Casey. And... We're gonna have to go to break really quick. Yeah. <laughs> No, All right. I don't think Gano can be the greatest just because he missed that one kick against Denver to open the year after a regular the Super Bowl. season game, bro. Yeah, but that decided where our season went, and it went it went downhill after that because the the Broncos were targeting Cam Newton, trying to knock him out of the game. Yeah, he was injured that whole year, so it's all good. I know, but if we had made that kick, it would have been a good year. It would have been another Super That's Bowl true. year. But it's this year. This year we're going to have it. Let's anyway. talk about NC State men's basketball for a minute. Yes. Oh, yeah. I am so hyped for the start of the season. We I am a, so excited as well. An exhibition. I'm more excited than you. I'm not going to have this. Is, this is a, <laughs> I'm not for. I'm not going to have this discussion with you, although I am more there excited you than you are. I'm just saying. But we had an exhibition versus Choen uh, the other night, which we won by a mm-hmm. lot, which is what we should have done. Yeah. Now, you've looked at the roster, mm-hmm. seen some of the highlights. What is uh what do you think is in store for basketball this year? I think um well just a quick note. I mean Braxton Beverly, of course, breaking his hand. He'll be out for a week, maybe no. a couple more. Uh he did have surgery, so it's gonna be a slow comeback. But 
even despite losing probably our best three-point shooter, I think you're still going to see a lot of guard-heavy lineups mm -hmm. with Wyatt Walker being the lone man at center, or just call it power forward for mm -hmm. round one. Torin Dorn at a stretch four. He was really good Dorn last is, year. Dorn is the Draymond Green or Michael K. Gilchrist of college basketball. He's kind of like a Theo Pinson. Well, I think he's better than Theo. I don't think he's better than Theo. I think he's better than Theo. Theo couldn't shoot. Theo anyway, could shoot. Theo could shoot. Also, he was he played at the other school. Yeah, I know, but you let's let's be real. Theo could not guard in the post. Let's be real. Theo Pinson was a better player than Torin Doran. No, I can't. Okay. Be real with well, you. I see. I see, I think they're very close. I see a lot of Theo Pinson and Torin Doran in that he can defend one through four, which Theo Pinson could. You know, decent shooter, mm -hmm. decent ball handler, 6'5", plays above their height, but also still has all the, the skill to go with it. Dorn is the centerpiece of this team. He may not be the most talented, but yeah, as we saw last year, games that Torn Dorn got in foul trouble were games that we really, really struggled in. Yes. And it's going to be hard for him guarding players that are 5 inches and 50 pounds more than him to try to not get into foul trouble, but that's where we're going to be asking of him. This year, we got Marco Johnson back, like you said, Braxton Beverly. We've got a couple transfers, yeah. um, and Devin Daniels and uh, CJ Bryce. Harris, CJ Bryce, yeah. Wyatt so. Walker's a transfer. Kevin Keats, he's a winner, but he's also like been racking up transfers. So, I, I mean, it's really good because I mean, we lost to Boo, we lost Al Freeman, mm -hmm. we lost uh, Leonard Freeman, so both Freeman. Uh, we lost oh, Garrett I, Seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those are like you know those are. Those are four starters. Yeah. You know, or not. Those are four starter level players. Yeah, for They sure. would only start three of them at one time. But I think that this team has enough combination of experience and talent where we're going to get back to where we were last year. I think starting five, uh, first game of the year, since uh, Braxton's hurt, you're going to see Torin Dorn, obviously, mm -hmm. at the four, White Walker at the five, and three different guards. I think you're going to see Markel Johnson, C.J. Bryce, and uh, Devin Daniels. Who's the other guy? There's a couple other, like, Devin Daniels wasn't solidified. Who's someone else that we might see a lot? Uh, Blake Harris we're going to see a lot. Ian Steer, he's a freshman at 6'9 from Sanford, North Carolina. He's a, a solid big man with a lot of potential. Manny Bates, another big man, 6'11", mm -hmm. freshman. Um, honestly, that's something we were gonna missing have... last year was some size on the inside. Exactly. Other than and we're still very weak on the inside. Not not our players individually, but depth as a whole team. Mm -hmm. Pretty weak on the inside. It's going to be a guard-heavy lineup, but the way Keys plays, the way Keys plays is it's going to fit that very Kevin well. Keys is a winner. Yeah, I'm still sad to see Lavar Bats gone. Also, since he transferred, I'm very sad for that. But also because his playing time just went down and down yeah. and down. I I just like I don't blame him at all. Yeah. I don't blame him for transferring. I really wish he could have stayed and, you know, been a starter this year. Do you know where he transferred off the top UNC of your head? UNC Greensboro. Oh, really? Yeah. Who beat us last year. <laughs> Wait, is that one of the things, like, in football, we, is that a lowered-level division, or is he going to just... Well, no, UNCG's D1. If you transfer pretty much anywhere in basketball, you have to sit a year out. Okay, so he's going to... So he's he's not going to get to transfer to ACC school, most likely. Uh, Well, I don't think he's going to transfer again. Think he's gonna stay at UNCG? Yeah, probably. You could still go pro from UNCG. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. I hope yeah. he does. I hope I, he does. I see us 
maybe going nine deep when Braxton goes back, but I doubt we're going to go deeper than eight players. Uh, Manny Bates is another guy that uh, at 6'11", freshman. We got a lot of young big men. Mm -hmm. So I expect Wyatt Walker to start graduate transfer and uh, all three of those freshmen, you know, getting some time here and there. Uh, Keats putting them in at the end of games, you know, getting them experience. By the end of the year, I can see us going 90 mm-hmm. in a game. You know, Wyatt Walker gets in foul trouble. It's no big deal. Like, when you're at seven, got in foul trouble last year, we were, and same with Torin Doran. It was yeah. like, oh, man. We really missed Ted Capita. What, what are we going to do? We, we missed Ted Capita. Dude, we've had so many, like, players transfer since we've been at school here it's kind of well wild. that's because godfrey had a lot a yeah, lot of baggage players. yeah <laughs> a lot of players transferred from a lot godfrey. of baggage anyway we do, yeah we opened the season uh ranked number 23 in the coaches poll which is not official unranked in the ap poll we start against st mary's on tuesday that's a home game and then saturday dude that's maryland the deli. eastern what deli matthew deli dover didn't wait he, he played at st mary's Delvadova. He did play at St. Mary's. Yeah. 100%. He did play at St. Mary's. I think. Yeah, he did. He did. You're right. Yeah. I remember watching him March Madness, man. Oh, I can't wait for March Madness. Season hadn't even started. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, I, I was thinking about the ACC tournament today, and I just got so excited. That's that's like heaven. I mean, I'm really excited to see how this team plays against Duke. Yeah, we're finished to pick. I mean, we're picked to finish eighth in the conference. Picked to finish eighth. It's just midway. Not bad. Which is good because I don't want us to be picked to finish fifth. Yeah, or fourth. Or usually, something. usually the ACC has about eight teams anyway that make the tournament. Oh yeah, that's true. So but, tournament team, let's 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 hope for it. So on the women's side, we have a lot more talent returning from a really good team last yes. year that made the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, out of our top three scorers, only one uh, is not returning this year. That's Chelsea Nelson, who of course was a senior last year. Kiara Leslie, Aislinn Koenig, they both averaged 12-plus points per game last year. Mm-hmm. Look for them to you know, increase their scoring. Um, Kiara Leslie is a graduate now, so this is going to be her last year. Aislinn Koenig, she is a junior another year after this. This team only has two seniors. Very experienced wow. team under Westmore. Got a lot of potential to get better dur- during the year. Yeah, and we're going to be excited to watch that over in Reynolds Coliseum, mm-hmm. which is... Really fun to watch basketball. Yeah, we were games one of the like. best rebounding teams in the country last year, and I mean Chelsea mm-hmm. Nelson uh, again was a big part of that. But you know, look for this team to dominate on the inside. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to talk about all the other stuff, all the national storylines, the NBA. We did talk some Panthers earlier, accidentally, but we're going to um so good. talk even more Panthers when we get back, as well as the NFL picks and how great I am at that. This is uh, a song picked out by John called Still Feel by Half Alive. It's a bop. Pack is Live sports show, Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. That was Still Feel by Half Alive. Hope you enjoyed it. Tell us whose uh, song was better. It was mine. By adding us on Twitter at Pack is Life NCSU. Very nice. At Pack is Life NCSU. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. The, I, you're making me proud. I am the plug professional. Uh-huh. And you, uh, you got the plug <laughs> in. It was very smooth. I loved it. We got 10 minutes left on the show, which we usually reserve for pro sports talk, which of course is NFL and NBA. And NFL picks, which I won last week. Yes. I mean, we both tied. Yeah, we both went one and one. 
I am a game and a half above Benjamin at six five and one. Thanks to Carson, including Carson, who picked the Browns in a in a tie. Ben's five and seven on the year, so he has a chance to go two and zero this week. If so I go zero and two, to catch up. Well, we're only halfway through the season. Plenty of time. Plenty, plenty of time. Of time. You. Yep. But this week is the week. This is I'm feeling it, John. This is the two and zero week right here. This, this is the two and zero week. Yeah, this is when it's happening. What do you think about me? Do you think I go? Oh, and two. Oh, for sure. Obviously. Oh, yeah. For sure. I personally hope I go one and one. Why? Because I want the Redskins to beat the Falcons. Oh, okay. So what are your picks? What are your picks? No spoilers, Sean. I got, as my upset, Falcons over the Redskins because I think the Redskins are a five and two team. Their only good win is against us, meaning the Panthers. We should have won that game, yep. but I think they're a little bit overrated. They have a solid defense, but... Falcons, if they put up the points that they're capable of. Is that in Washington of, or in Atlanta? It is. Get back in, to me on that. Yeah. My. It's in, it's in Washington. My upset? Lions over the Vikings. Ooh. That is bold. And Very bold. I don't feel great about it. But <laughs> I was looking over the schedule. In Minnesota, too. I honestly could have done Chiefs over Browns, and I don't feel good about that as a lock. I think it's Baker wow. time. About to get cooking, bacon, oven, some more some more cooking puns because his name is Baker. It's that time this week. I think it's Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes. Rings. I like it. I think the Browns are going to make that a game. So I wow. was not picking that as my upset <laughs> or lock anyway. But lock of the week, Johnny Boy, what you Chargers got? over the Seahawks. Phillip Rivers playing at an MVP level right now. When is he not, honestly? Yeah. Playing at an MVP level, the Chargers' offense looks good. The Chargers' defense is doing enough. Yeah, you know what else looks Seahawks good? Seahawks can't contain them. The Chargers' record looks good this year. Oh, yeah. Which is very, very different from previous years of Phillip Rivers being in, in San Diego. Usually San Diego, or now L.A., loses these close games, oh, especially yeah. at the start of the season. Oh, you know, I was they'll technically lose. right. I said previously in San Diego, yeah. so I wasn't even wrong. Previously in San Diego, and now in L.A., but... They usually the Chargers usually lose these close games at the start of the season that take them out of contention, even though they have the potential to be, you know, one of the better teams. But I really think that if they can keep winning, I mean, they lost to Kansas City. They got to beat them the second time if they want to have any chance to win the division. Can you imagine? Let me take you on a journey. Imagine with me a yeah. Chargers Patriots AFC Championship oh, game. Oh, that'd be a rematch from what two thousand five? Really, that happened already? I think so. Yeah. Definitely happened. I just can't remember what year. Might have been two thousand four. I mean, out of the AFC, you have the Chiefs. The Chiefs and Patriots are your main main people. Yeah, Bengals are good, not too good, and the Chargers. Chiefs, Patriots, and Chargers yeah. are. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think those are the only two team, only three teams from the AFC that can make the Super Bowl. The Texans may have a shot uh, and surprise some people. I put them like different on a separate level of they have a shot. Yeah. I'd put, like, Patriots and Chiefs right up there and right below the Chargers and then way, way on down, like, the Texans yeah. and the Bengals and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, my lock of the week, speaking of the Texans, <laughs> is the uh, Texans over the Broncos. Well done. Don't feel very good about this one either, boys, but this is how I know it's going to be 2-0. and mm. Oh, that rhymed. Dude, I'm going to drop a mixtape in, like, um, five seconds. Yeah, bro. Anyway, so <laughs> Texans... Over the Broncos is my lock of the week, and I'm going to go 2-0 because normally I feel very confident, and as you know, with my 5-7 and seven record this year, I'm not good. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, <laughs> maybe I'll just every week just pick games I'm not sure about and just not pick games I'm sure about. We'll metagame it. 
Panthers got the Buccaneers on Sunday. We're wearing all black for the first time since 2013 when we lost to the 49ers in the playoffs, wearing all black. I but feel like we've won all black since nope, then. Nope, we have not. Really? Not even in a preseason game. It's been that long? It's been that long. It's been five years. Since a regular season game, it's been six years. Wow. The all black uniforms are really good. Yeah. We're not going to have the discussion here because me and you talk about this like all the time. Yeah. But like greatest uniforms. Like, yeah. I, have, I like nerds. the blue with the white pants, but I also like black on black. Uh, blue we on get, blue, man. It's we got greatest. Tampa Bay. It's a home game, making this our fifth out of eight games that we had at home. Tampa Bay, of course, is starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, That's who has shame. the potential to pop off. He does. As they say. I mean, he has been. As the kids say. As the kids say. Yeah. He has been doing that when he's been playing. I have never been so happy about a player's demise as I have about Jameis Winston. Uh, I agree, although I did like seeing Tampa Bay struggle where you didn't even have to worry if they yeah, were going to be us at all. What ruined it for me was Fitz Magic wearing that Conor McGregor look post-game. I can't hate that. I cannot hate the guy. <laughs> I hate the team. I hate the organization. I hate the quarterback. Agree. But I cannot hate Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He, he perpetually steals money from teams by doing just this. He is the backup. He plays very well. Oh, he's the king. Yeah. There's he, no way around it. He was Mike Glennon before Mike Glennon. He was Matt Flynn before Matt Flynn. He's the greatest. I mean, you didn't even mention Chase Daniel. Exactly. Who has made more millions of dollars in his career than passes thrown. I mean, yeah. So Chase Daniel's the king. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the, the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Ryan Fitzpatrick is great. And I love him, and I hate that he's playing us on Sunday. Because mm. if it was Jameis Winston, I could really get into you know just wanting a complete and utter demolition yeah. of the Tampa Bay offense. But I will, I just want a close game, and I want Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick to play well. But we still why do you win. want a close game, dude? Because I don't want Winston to get the starting job back. Why don't you want oh, that? No, you know They're so bad with Jameis Winston. I know, but I just, no other team is going to sign him, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, someone will sign him. Someone's going to sign so. him. Like, the Jaguars will probably sign him. Yeah, honestly. Dude, Panthers. can you imagine the Jaguars watching Nick Mullen last night? Nick Mullen. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> Nick Mullins. What a guy. What a guy. They checked his awesome Twitter story. history, and he doesn't have any problematic tweets. It's like the first time ever. <laughs> like, every team in the NFL that is just looking for quarterbacks, and they see the, the 49ers just took some guy out of, like, off of the YMCA And they somewhere. have two quarterbacks who are better than him. That's what's wild. I don't know. Maybe Bethard is not getting the starting job Bethard back. Bethard might not get the starting job back because he can't grip a football with his hand right now. But he was back up last night, John. Yeah, he was ready. Yeah, I know, he, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, could be some nice trade bait for him. Uh, you know, Just get like a couple first-round picks. I mean, really, why not? Yeah, oh, a couple first-round picks. Dude. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Get it from the Raiders. Get all the draft picks that the Raiders yeah, got. Yeah, trade, trade Nick Mullins to the Raiders for all the draft picks. And Derek Carr. By the way, John Gruden, of course, quoted last night saying, we will build a championship team after losing 34-3 to Nick Mullins and the 49ers bold on take. Thursday night football. Bold take. Very bold take. So good news and bad news. Good news is... It's 5 o'clock. Yeah. Bad news is me, that means we have to go. So we didn't even get a chance to talk about the NBA. I know. It's okay. Next week we will. Yes, we will next week. So for you guys out there, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. We appreciate it. Go follow us on Twitter at Packers Life NCSU because you know you love us. We're amazing. Oh, yeah. 
I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinn. Bye, y'all.